Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. Amen. Praise God. We are so privileged we can come together. We are not fearful, don't have to be fearful of authorities coming and threatening us or locking our doors. We are grateful for the freedoms we enjoy. And uh, I'm going to ask Bonnie, you have some words for us. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Happy birthday to America, everyone. Amen. Good morning. It's so lovely to see each one of you and for all the folks who are joining us online. We are so blessed. And what a privilege and what power it is for Christians to join together, to worship the Lord, to fellowship with one another, and to hear from the Holy Spirit and from the Word of God. And you know, Jesus deserves clear leaders. <laughs> And the church of Jesus Christ deserves clear leaders. And this morning, I would like to make a couple of comments about our nation and about the moment, the era that we find ourselves in. And I submit my thoughts to you for your consideration and ongoing prayers for our nation. In Jeremiah 6, 16... It says, thus says the Lord, stand in the way and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. If there is a verse, chapter and verse in scripture that speaks to, aligns with and confirms the founding of this nation, we would find it in Paul's message to the philosophers of his day in Athens. In Acts chapter 17, and it says that Paul stood in the midst of those people, and he said, I have passed by and beheld your devotions. I have found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. And we know that in Athens there were many gods. And they had an inscription to the unknown one just in case there was one they didn't know they weren't covering. And Paul stood in their midst that day to declare clearly who that God is, the God of all gods. In verse 24, he says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, that he doesn't dwell in temples made with men's hands, nor is he worshipped that way, as though he needed anything, seeing he gives to all life and breath and everything else, has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed and the boundaries of their dwellings that they should seek the Lord if perchance they might feel after him and find him 
though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. And those words very succinctly describe the event of the founding of this great nation. And so we remember that our founding documents say this nation is dedicated to something, specifically a proposition that is based on something. That proposition is that all men, all humans, are created equal. There is no low, no high, but created, owing to the creator. And friends, there is definitively a worldview expressed in that founding document. There is no other source that claims God, the creator, other than the Bible. So indeed, this nation was founded on the Bible and revelation thereof. And of course, we know that in the times specifically moving towards the revolution in this nation, that it was specifically in a time of great revival fires. Revival fires that, according to historians, touched nearly every person in this nation. If you read the statistics about the growth of churches and church membership in every Christian denomination, it's stunning. And historians conclude that 75 to 80 percent of Americans were Bible-believing, worshiping Christians. God restore us to our foundations. As it says, stand and look, America, and seek the good that is in the old way, in the original founding. That declaration, our Constitution, and our Bill of Rights had one intention, and that was to throw off tyranny. To throw off tyranny by governmental, political, legal, and spiritual unrighteousness. May God restore us to the old way. John 1 says that darkness will not overwhelm light. I was taken this week, many of you may have seen it, by a little nine-year-old girl in Lakeview, Minnesota that stood in front of the school board there and challenged them for their hypocrisy, for their lying, for their injustice. And at the end of her challenge, she said, courage is contagious. We need courage. And there is no other people on the face of the earth that have every reason to be utterly courageous and carriers of light and truth than Christians. Christians who believe the Bible and follow the Lord Jesus. And this is the time to come to the aid of this great nation. In Revelation 4, we see the
the example of the ultimate foundation, seat of government, and how it operates. The throne of God. Described there as executing its power, all power, and authority, all authority, not through darkness, not through hiding, suppressing, manipulating, oppressing, covering up, restricting. No, that throne, that righteous government rules through light. And we see the sun in the face of Christ, the fire in his eyes, holding uh, stars surrounded by lampstands, all sources of light. We also see there <laughs> torches, the spirit of God, light and fire. And we see two other bounds around that throne. And why is this important? Because it is a lesson in a picture about righteous rule, about the authority that God extends to man, that we might live in righteousness and to governing factors, that they might look to the one who gives power and authority and emulate him. Surrounded by a rainbow, which is the covenant promises of God. And you cannot have a rainbow if you don't have light. Because only light can refract the many faceted covenant blessings and promises of God Almighty. And surrounded by other thrones, righteous government works through righteous delegation to righteous men. And mind you, the, the one occupying that throne and all those little thrones were all dressed as judges. Judges. Discerning and executing judgment between good and evil. And this, friends, is also the inheritance and, in fact, the command that remains upon the church of Jesus Christ in the earth. I have been challenged by Christians desiring to know how we pray in an hour where darkness is slowly creeping in our nation and threatening ultimately our families and children and specifically the only resource for light in the world according to scripture the church of Jesus Christ exercising itself in liberty of speech and declaration. And it caused me to consider how Jesus spoke to authorities in the earth in his day when they opposed him. And so I want to remind you and encourage you about your convictions, about your word, about your stance. And yes, let us execute judgment, justice, keeping mercy in mind as we do not deliberate over the truth and always in a spirit of humility. Jesus called those rulers whitewashed sepulchers. In his day, 
what he was saying is what was practiced and everyone in his audience knew that a whitewashed sepulcher, which they washed them again every year, the graves, was a big, you know, you've seen the nuclear warning, danger, do not come near here, or hazardous, biomedical, hazardous waste, so on. A whitewashed tomb was that. And he was saying to the people around, stay away from these people and their philosophies, lest they contaminate you with death. He called them vipers whose bite is poisonous and also threatens death, making you sicken and die. And the most classic remembrance we have is the time in the wilderness as Israel began to complain about their liberties. And vipers were loosed. And men began to be bitten and die. Friends, the poison tongue and the poison pen has been loosed on this nation by unrighteous persons and institutions beware how you hear how you hear and in one case he called the ruling individual a fox this was not a mild statement. It was the ultimate slap in the face. And he made that statement in public concerning Herod. And he told those ones who came to challenge him on behalf of that ruler, you go back and you tell that fox. And the audience knew that description of a fox was not just some little furry cunning thing. In that day, it was speaking of infantile, immoral, a person that was not fit to rule. It was a dramatic contrast, a fox versus a lion. And Jesus, out of his mouth, that word came. So... For the White House, the Congress, our judiciary, our media, and our press, and exhortation to the church. Do not be ruled or influenced and do not go near whitened sepulchers, broods of vipers, or foxes. And then, lastly, reflecting back to evidence of darkness, I'll give you a little list of things that every Christian should investigate for themselves that are immediate concerns affecting our daily lives now. The FISA warrants questions and practices around the election, the administration and management of COVID, the hypocrisy of hiding and restricting clear investigation on men like Hunter Biden, 
the enforced suppression of speech and opinion through our media and press. And all of these oppositions are empowered by darkness, hiding, covering up, suppression of liberties. So what to do? Jeremiah said it. Stand and observe. We are at a crossroads. Contemplate, investigate, look into what is occurring. Keep in mind the reality of the old way, the traditions, the inheritance, the freedoms and blessings fought and died for and handed to us by our founding fathers and through many generations of believing Christians who fired revival that this nation might truly be one nation under God. Ask for those ways and walk in them. And so I want to pray a prayer and ask you to pray with me. The most quoted Old Testament passage in the New Testament, quoted by nearly every one of the apostles in one or the other public addresses, including the day of Pentecost and many others, is Psalm 110. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So we are living in the until. And clearly, we have been called a kingdom of priests to stand in the gap and intercede before our God for our families and our people. And in fact, according to Paul in Acts, our nations. Say until. So God is up to something. And our place, Jeremiah says it in the next verse after stand and see. He calls up the watchman. And each of us are called to that. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength, speaking to Jesus. The Lord from his throne, Jesus seated there, shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. That's us. Saying, rule, Lord Jesus, in the midst of your enemies. We sang today a hymn in the tune of my country, Tis of Thee. And many of you know that at a time of the founding, during the revolution, mercenaries hired armed men under King George broke into a church on Long Island, New York on a Sunday morning and at gunpoint were demanding that the congregants swear an oath of allegiance to King George. And according to history, the organist began to play the tune that was most familiar about honoring the king. And while those mercenaries expected that congregation to sing God Save the King, they began to say, sing something else. And it was that song that we sang. It has three verses, one 
to the Father, one to the Son, and one to the Holy Spirit, and ends with come reign over us. No king but Jesus. No king but Jesus. No king but Jesus. That doesn't subvert our responsibilities in the days we are given, in the boundaries we have been planted to live. It does not subvert our responsibilities to be his emissaries and his spokespersons. So send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will be willing volunteers in the day of your visitation. We are in a visitation. If you wonder about the political fervor on both sides, and rather unfortunately, as for voting, we only have two sides right now. So yes, it's generally choosing the lesser of two evils or two weevils, as the case may be. But still, we must think carefully about how we exercise our liberty, our power, and authority given by God and also offered uniquely to Americans. And as Christians, we have responsibilities. Your people will be willing volunteers in the day of your visitation. Clothed in holiness from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. And this is speaking, acknowledging the eternal son has now been seated again in his rightful place in heaven through the resurrection. And that knowledge that we have should deliver every Christian from every fear of man and the fear of death. It was the thing that made the first Christians enter into the plague-ridden regions when no one else would go. Go to care for the sick and the suffering, for the infirm and for the poor. And all of the idea of social justice and care for the infirm and charitable work originated in the church. It was revolutionary and it started there because they knew we have forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the body and life everlasting through Christ. So friends, take courage. The Lord is sworn and will not repent. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And he has called us into his priesthood to serve, to speak, to shine, to be immovable. The Lord at your right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge among the heathen. He will fill the places with dead bodies and wound the heads over many countries. The apostles quoted this again and again as they went about preaching the gospel. And lastly, he shall drink of the brook in the way, therefore he shall lift up his head. And this was the imagery of a returning conquering warrior king that had defeated all of his enemies had revived and refreshed himself in his royal headship and was coming home with the spoils may the lord 
give us such grace. And so now today, on this anniversary of America's founding, Lord Jesus Christ, we petition you today concerning the broken down places in our nation that you would forgive us where we have neglected the true blessings fought and won for us by former generations. That you would wash and cleanse us from our own sins and unrighteousness. That you would restore us individually as families and churches and ultimately as a nation to a firm foundation in righteousness, in justice, in mercy, in humility, and in truth. Lord Jesus, we pray today, rule in the midst of your enemies. Stretch forth the rod of your strength out of Zion. We acknowledge your lordship and we make intercession for a nation blessed, strengthened, enriched, empowered, raised up as a city on a hill, as a light to which the nations flow even today, Lord. A million or more illegal immigrants rushing across our borders because of that original vision and mission that the Statue of Liberty holds forth a lamp of light for all who are poor and oppressed. But God, we recognize, even as the founders were concerned, that an increasing strength in a centralized government would take away the sovereign, God-given rights of the individual. And we pray today, Lord, Give us leaders such that it would be to your glory to give us the victory through them. Rule in the midst of your enemies. And so in this prayer, high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, both king and priest, we pray, send forth your spirit and recreate the earth. Send forth your spirit, God, on Joe Biden on every member of his council, on every member of our Congress, on every member of our judiciary from the highest to the lowest courts, on every person educating and ruling over and making decisions for our children. God, we pray, Lord Jesus, pour out your spirit. We ask for the watchfires of revival to ignite in this season in the hearts of men and women and children across this nation sovereignly. And we pray for a revival of your church, that your church might indeed take its place in America as you have said, the ground and pillar of truth. We thank you for your inimitable sacrifice of entirely giving yourself that the bonds of death and darkness of the grave of sin might be loosed. And today, Lord, 
we stand and proclaim once again, no king but Jesus. God bless America. Amen. 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 And we've got a few more moments. But you may want to refer to that speech by that nine-year-old girl. That on this, the birthday of the United States, it's good for us to refresh ourselves in some of the best, basic foundational truths that the things that were happening at the time of the founding and that continue with us. That at the foot of the cross, all of us are equal. And that nine-year-old girl just kind of convicted us. And there are other voices that have the greatness of this nation, but that we should not, America is not founded on a group of elites that we are so scared of. In the ancient, the olden countries, where there would be nobilities that owned a lot of most of the land and people were threatened, but they came to a land that was free, that we did not have to live in fear. That the founders laid down the principles and we continue today in that one nation under God and part legacy of the Great Awakening was in Christ all are equal at the foot of the cross. And during the founding, some of those years, there were many of the people who's, who wrote down these truths that were reverends, that were pastors. A lot of the founders were founders, were, were men of God and married to women of God. John Adams, if you read the writings of his wife, and uh, the, it's really something. The Bethlehem of the Republic was written by a godly woman, the, the sayings at the, the Statue of Liberty, we quote often, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. But it's part of a poem written by Emma Lazarus. And I don't know how many of you know who Emma Lazarus was, but she was a precious daughter of a wonderful Jewish family. And Emma Lazarus was a, a Jewish committed believer who wrote this. The poem is called The New Colossus. Not like the brazen giant of great fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoning, imprisoned lightning and her name Mother of exiles, from her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air bridge harbor that twin cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp. Keep your elites, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses.
yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. That's the poem that she wrote. And, by the way, it's a footnote, which was kind of a new piece of information, was that she was Jewish, and she really took closely to heart the purpose of God for this land, but also part of her heritage was Jewish. And so from this day, as we say, Happy Birthday, America, we do not want to forget to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Emma Lazarus also worked. She was one of the pioneers who worked for restoration of the land of Israel and where the people, the refugees from Europe would go to find a home. So this is the land. Reverend Josiah Quincy wrote this. In defense of our civil and religious rights with God on our side, we fear not the hour of trial. Though the hosts of our enemies should cover the field like the locusts, in the name of Jesus Christ, we will go against this multitude. So there's an inspiration for us. There is a scripture here that I wanted to just refer to in this, on this the 244th birthday of the United States of America that in 1 Samuel 22, we find people seeking refuge. There were people who came. This was quite a bit of this founding was of people who had come as refugees, come for sanctuary, come for freedom to worship. But it reminds me of those who came to David in the caves of Adullam. In 1 Samuel 22, it says, David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And, uh, and everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was in discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them. And he kind of reminds me of those who sought refuge in America. But something happened. God came over them. And these, among these very people, goes on in 2 Samuel 23. And these are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Josheb, chief among the captains. He was called Adino because he had killed 800 men at one time. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, one of the three mighty men with David who when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. The men of Israel had retreated. He arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand struck, stuck to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory. Say great victory. That day, and the people returned after him only to plunder. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines, but he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about 
a great victory. It's a great victory. So I, I believe that from the Word of God, we want to take inspiration that we go to the ancient paths and remember the founders and those who have gone before the great heroes and heroines that this was multiracial and both sexes. I mean, the, the women were as strong and mighty as the men. And we take inspiration that from these at one time distressed and debt ridden came the mighty army that we call the mighty men of war. King David's mighty men and the glory that was over them I believe is still at America, in America. As we look back at history we see the presence of the Lord coming over our nation again and again that Jesus is alive. He's resurrected. He's our Savior. We have declared him over many years. Jesus is Lord over the United States. And he continues to save us, cleanse us, anoint us, and endow us with the freedoms to make us a mighty nation. And in the midst of COVID and all the other strange frauds that have come over, he is raising his church, the mighty men and women, anointed of the Holy Spirit. So at this time, we want to say together with one voice, God bless America. We declare Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. Amen. Give the Lord a big clap. We thank you, Lord. Happy birthday, America. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.